This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. How to sell your stuff. How to get rid of stuff. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart from Storage Wars Canada are about to unlock the secrets to stuff on Zoomer Radio. What sort of value do they put on your stuff? That depends on how well you sell it. As we begin taking your calls on Consignment Heroes, the one-hour phone-in show all about stuff. Good afternoon. We are live and our phone lines are open. This is Consignment Heroes, the show all about stuff, and it stars Paul Kenny. You know him from Storage Wars Canada and A&E's Northern Treasures. So whether you're have, you have a question about a collection of gold or silver or fine china, some antiques or sports memorabilia, well, this is the show for you. You can call in throughout this hour and get a free real-time assessment of what your collection might be worth. Our phone number is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. If you're out of town, it's 1-866-740-4740. That's 1-866-740-4740. Now, here's a man who has found fame and fortune dealing in other people's stuff, specifically finding value that other people overlook. <clears throat> Paul Kenny, how are you? Doing great. What a week. Just what a week it was. Lots of excitement? Oh, yeah. Like, okay, this week, you know, I love meeting the people who come in and some of the people who call in after they can't get in on the show. They say, I've tried for four weeks to call in. And they finally call me in the store. They send me off some pictures. This week, we got somebody brought in three, about 1800s flintlock pistols. You know the type you had duels with? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I thought they were fake. I thought they were reproductions. They were actually real. Someone wow. else called me last night. He's got 200 costumes from the 1930s from a, from a play. So, I mean, actual costumes. Was it a good play? Was it I don't you know, know. We're the gonna... original version of Cats? That was the, it was the first call. No, no, it was 1930s, <laughs> 30s, 30s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some early incarnation. Call okay. Meow. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Someone called me with two and a half tons of silver plate. So, oh. so I'm happy. I'm going to be doing that this week coming up, and uh, two Rolex watches, and um, we're still working on a, an Omega Seamaster. But I want to say something that when people have watches, I don't want people calling in today about watches. They can call about other stuff, but watches. I have a watch guy in the store who's worked 13 years in a jewelry store, and he knows his watches inside and out. And he calls me an idiot a lot of times for when I look at watches. He says, "No, Paul, this is what this is, and it doesn't work or it's fake." So. Um, but with the watches, people should consign them unless they need the money desperately that day. Uh, consign watches need time. We have to buy them from Toronto and sell them to the world. And if you want to sell them, you will always get less money than if you consign them, or even put them into auction. Tell me, I know some watch collectors. Is this a tricky market now? I mean, do you even wear a watch anymore? I don't wear yeah. a watch. No, yeah, I do. People, I know. I know there's an art element, and I know that some of them have the you know the double clutch. Self, self-winding watches, and people just love the mechanics of them, the artwork. What generally makes a watch valuable? It's the name. You know something? It's, it's, it's the ego factor, prestige, and I'll always sell. If a person wants to pay me $20,000 for a watch, as long as I get my end, I'm going to sell it for them. Sell it to them, okay? Okay, so no hard and fast rules. No, no, no. It's um, the uh, Hublot watches, which are advertised on the World Series of Poker now are in, are in vogue with younger people. Rolexes always sell. Good watches. P- we just sold a Piaget for, uh, it had a watch inside a gold coin for 4500 U.S. Um, wow. We had a Ferrari watch. Someone who drives a Ferrari wants a Ferrari watch for the days they drive it. Um, yeah. There's and I think different- Ferrari or Lamborghini, they actually have, I think, the timepiece in the car you can wear as a watch or there's some sort of matching accessory. Yeah. Super yeah. expensive. Yeah. And I'll, um, I'll gladly sell it, you know, but I'm just saying that watches, because we've had people bring them into the store and we say, well, you'll get this much if you sell it on consignment. If we buy it, um, because they don't sell right away. 
and sometimes you have to take a discount at it. And sometimes you're not, you generally don't get your money back unless you bought the watch 25 years ago. If you bought a watch three years ago and you paid 30000 for it, expect to get fifteen, twelve, to 15000 on the open market today. So they're not good appreciating assets in general? No. It's, it's more of a, I, I have this watch, look how nice I am or whatever it is, but you're not going to get your money out of it. I'm just saying, it's like, <laughs> it's like uh, when you drive it over, you drive that Mercedes over the curb, you're not getting your money back as soon as you're 30 feet away from the dealership. Well, I know we've talked about watches in the past, especially women's watches, and you say that's generally a tougher market, but they'll say, I had an insurance assessment. Tell me this watch is worth $10,000, but some guy who wants to buy it only wants to give me 800 And you say, well, okay, listen, there's more to it than just, you know, yeah. it might just be it's down to its gold value or its silver value or whatever. Just because you paid a lot doesn't mean it's worth a lot. Yeah. No, yeah. but it, like a watch like that in consignment, we might be able to get them 4000 or 5000 which is more than 800. I'm just saying that I don't want the calls on the watches today because my watch guy's not here. And I can, okay, then I we can, better stop talking about watches. So that's okay, all the calls okay. we're going to get. <laughs> and the boards no are full. Talk. Yeah, pardon? Okay. Yeah. Let's get to some phone calls. Uh, Rick in Grimsby is our first caller of the afternoon, and he has, I don't know. Rick, what do you have? How are you? Hi, good. Uh, I remember last week you were talking about hockey. And, uh, you're holding your phone That's, too close I think, to your yeah, ear. Yeah, I think he's pressing the phone to his cheek. Yeah. Should we try him again? Rick? Rick? Yeah. Oh, same problem. So what do you think? He's got a smartphone? It's too sensitive? The smartphone might be smarter than Rick. I don't know. No, it's uh, I, I do the same thing. Hello? Hello, Rick? Rick, hi. Hi, sorry about that. No problem. What do you got? Yeah, sorry about that. Um, I, I'll do it quick. I Last week you were talking about hockey paraphernalia, and uh, we had, um, uh, I, I didn't keep my hockey cards, I wish I would have, but what I did keep was in the mid-70s, uh, 74, around 75, uh, SO gas stations used to give out these little yep. stamp Stick. cards. Yeah, you picked them fill, up. fill a, an album, every team was in it, and it was around the expansion time when Washington Capitals came out. And uh, I filled this album, and I collected all the stamps. Uh, okay, here's a couple things. comes in a hardcover and a softcover album. The softcover is worth less than the hardcover because you have to pay for the hardcover. Number two I is do. once you put them into your album, they probably lost half their value, okay? It's better <laughs> yeah. if you have the album and the stickers and, uh, as a young boy, could not figure out how to put them into it. But seeing that you did figure out how to put them into it, you act, they actually lose part of their value. It sells for about $150, okay? okay, which is a lot for one of those from that time period. That's a second expansion. Anything like that. We have other things that cost, uh, clients out there have. Remember the old Toronto Sun? Or maybe this is before you, when you were too young. The Toronto Sun pictures in 1971. They were, uh, there was about 300 in the set. That set sells for around $800, okay? Wow. Complete. And you got them every week, and you had to, anything you had to keep on getting with your delivery, and, and you had to keep on putting them into a nice little album. And they were about uh, five by eight pictures, okay? And I know everyone, I know my older collectors out there know about the old beehive cornstarch uh, pictures. They were issued from 1933 to 1967. You had to sing, send in a ring that was on top of your beehive cornstarch, and you got to get your own favorite picture back. That sell, set sells for around fifty to $60,000. Wow. But yours is only 150, sir. I'm sorry that you have, but <laughs> that's, okay. that's not bad. I mean, for zero investment, that's not bad. Oh, yeah, and I, and he had fun with it as well, as long as it's complete. It's actually, you need it to be complete to get that kind of money on it. And But anything that's given away by the fruit, food companies, like everyone remembers those little Jell-O coins that used to fit into the Jell-O and Hostess potato chips, and the hockey players on them, and baseball players, and Batman coins. They are very, very collectible. Very. In fact, the set from 1968-69 sells for around, complete with price sell for around twelve seven to $12,000. For a set right. of Jello coins, these are little discs that look like little silver dollars. So, hope Rick, I helped you. Your phone bit. call. Okay. So Rick from Grimsby had a, what was it, an Esso Gas hockey team yeah. collection set. Wow. Yeah. A lot of people might think, well, you know what? I have all these hockey cards, but they're sort of off-brand. It was from this rare cookie company that issued them. Those tend to be the ones that are the most valuable, the rarer ones, the ones oh, yeah. you would discard. Yeah, amazing. Rhonda, Dad's cookies. Dad's cookies. One of my favorites. Go ahead. 
What they had hockey cards or baseball? Yes, they did. They had hockey cards in the in seventies. They didn't. They couldn't. They weren't allowed to use the emblems. So they had everything. Everyone was an all star, and they were long, oh. skinny t- ones. And uh, they I think they sell for around three hundred. But because of their size and because they don't have the teams on them, they do. They're a little less collectible. But they still that's. $300 you didn't have at the beginning of the day. Yeah, not a bad return for yeah. somebody who just ate a box of cookies one time. Uh, Rhonda is our next caller. Rhonda is in Scarborough. How are you? Hi, good afternoon. I have a baseball. My father retired from Metro Toronto in the early 90s. He has a personalized Blue Jay baseball signed by um, Joe Carter, Tom Hankey, and all the rest of the team. I was wondering how much that would be worth and if it would be valuable. Oh, yeah. Now, is, it depends on, say, the 90s. If it's a 92-93 ball or it's like a World Series ball with a complete team on. Yes. I if it's a World, World Series? Series but I'm not sure. Um, he retired at that time. Um, they had a big party for him. Okay. $300, three hundred okay. three fifty. Okay. Um, there was there are some fake ones out there, and you, you can tell what they are. You have to have them yeah. looked at by an expert. But I'm sure that someone would not sell a fake signed ball to the policeman to give to another policeman. No. So I'm going to say that this one's going to hey, be Rhonda. real. Rhonda, was your dad one of the cops, like, assigned to the field? Like, he got to be there for games and stuff like that? No, he wasn't a police officer. No, he worked for Metro Toronto. He was a surveyor. Um, He worked there for 35 years. Um, They had a massive party for him at that time. Oh, when you said Metro, I was thinking Metro Police. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. I thought he was one of the cops you see, like, just outside the the actual field of play for security. That would have been a dream job. (laughs) No, he wasn't that fortunate. (laughs) Yeah. So it's about $350? Yeah, and that, there's two different years. I think the stuff, second year is a little bit better than the first year, I think, because that went, yeah. Second I year, I like it. It depends on which year. There's the two years. They won two years in a row. Yeah. Depends and on which one strike. he's got. Yeah. And you can check that out by checking the roster. Okay. And that'll tell you which year it is. You can just match it up. Go to uh, Google. Yeah. Punch, punch in Blue Jay lineup from 92, 93, 92 or 93. You'll see the lineup. You'll be able to tell what year it's from. Okay. okay. Thank you very much. It does make a difference if it's on a World Series ball or a regular ball. I'm going to say that. Okay. If it's not a, right. if just a Good regular stuff. ball, it's worth 100 less. Okay? Rhonda, thanks for your phone call. Our next caller is calling from Hamilton, Mary. How are you, Mary? You're live on Zoomer Radio. Hi. Good afternoon. And what do you have? Okay. Um, when I was a young teenager in the 60s, I was an absolute fanatic about Chum Radio, and I've saved... I've got 88 chum charts, pictures of uh, on top Brenda Lee, Percy Sledge, James Brown, Mark oh, yeah. Beatles, and even one with Eddie Shack. Okay, now oh, cool. I've seen these at Christie's at the antique show. Okay, really? now what sells the best are the ones with the Beatles on them. Okay, I've got. Or them. now, it's, now here's another thing. There's the coupon on the back. As long as you didn't cut the coupon out. No, I haven't cut any. Okay, this is good. Um, the early. Late 50s, I think the chums were available from 57 on. Once you get into the, if they're from the mid-60s, the Beatles, and it depends what band it is, okay? okay? And sometimes what the number one song is. But anywhere between 3 and $15, I've seen them, well, I see dealers asking 25 sometimes, but I don't know if they sell them, you know what I mean? $25 each? On certain ones, yeah, oh, because it'll depend on what advertise. Well, you know, us dealers are a weird lot, eh? Uh, sometimes we'll try and get as much as we can for something. And we call, I call it the never-never plan. We're not going to get it. But you can put that on, and then someone will, someone will say, well, I'll offer you five, and they'll meet you in the middle at 15 or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, uh, when I do, do my pricing, I call it pre-haggle. I do all the pre-haggling. I just price what I want to get for it. I don't, I don't put a high price to come down. And I'm a little bit of an anomaly as, uh, as an antique dealer that way. I just say, here's what I want. Here's what my consigner wants. Pay it or please go away. Leave me alone. Okay. And so I try I've been, to I've do that. I've been saving these for years. So what do I do with them? Ah, I'll buy them. But okay. Uh, or you can put them in consignment. There's two ways to sell them. If they're consecutive, if you've got them all in a row, keep them all in a row. Yeah. Don't let anyone cherry pick the one out because the one, you might get a little bit more for that, but you'll get stuck with a lot of the commons. And I tell people this a lot of times. If a person comes over to your house and just wants the one thing, be wary. That's the one time you got to get that second opinion from someone else. Right. What is this really worth? Right. Um, try If they're consecutive, keep them as consecutive. 
Uh, if you've got 88, especially if you go mid-60s, you get into the 70s, they get a little bit lame in yeah, price. Yeah, I got 64 to 68 was the old style, yep. and then 68 to 71 was the newer style. And you probably spent some time down at Sam's the Record Man, didn't you? Uh, no, because I didn't live in Toronto. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> a lot of people picked them up when they got their records and down the record shop. You, had to, you got your record and you got your free chum chart. Right. Thank okay. you. Okay, the other thing was I have a $100 bill it's, um, from 1937. Okay, now, who signed it in the bottom? There's an, if it's signed by Osborne? Uh, no, it looks like Coin. Coin and, coin and Tower? Yes. That'll be worth about 100 It depends on the shape. If there's no creases on the corners or, or square, and there's no stains or dirt on it, it can be worth up to $500. Oh, wow. Now, the woman Osborne starts at 500 and, and, a, and a nice one goes up to 5000 Okay. Okay, because they made less of the ones assigned by what about, Osborne. What about on the low side? What's a 1937 $100 bill in fair <sighs> uh, condition? Yeah, uh, about 125 to $150. Mm. Um, I had a customer, actually, a client who came into my store one day. He bought a suit, and in the breast pocket at a yard sale were 35 1937 $100 bills. Oh, my goodness. Wow. And he bought wow. the suit for $75. So he Good was deal. extremely, extremely happy, and I paid him. And some of them were in re, some of them. I think I graded them, and they graded it almost near mints, and they came out at five hundred and fifty dollars. Wow. Oh, I didn't get any Osborns, but he had the, these bills, and this is where he's at a yard sale, and he got lucky. Well, a lot of people do that, you know. They don't want to leave, you know. They go, "Oh, if my apartment or house gets broken into, they'll never check the clothes pockets in my closet." And yeah. a lot of people store their money there. It didn't yeah. work out so well for whoever did that. That's well, too bad. We just got a big thing. Uh, someone brought in. They found uh, approximately $50,000 in cash that we priced out for them in 1935, 37 and before, $100 bills in 50s and 20s in a mattress. His yeah, mother and his aunt put it into one. it. And uh, it's a true story. He came in and got him out of a mattress. We got him all graded up for him. We're selling them for him right now. He's happy. We're happy. And um, the people put him in the mattress, he's lucky that he did not bring that mattress to the dump. Mary, thank you for your phone call. What do I do with this? Oh, call me if you're in Hamilton. <laughs> oh, with the, you can bring the $100 bill into us. We will actually take a look at it, give yes. you a grade on it. Okay. And if you bring the chum charts in. Okay. And uh, do you have any of the records that went with those chum charts? Uh, might have, yes. See, now you got stuff to fill the car with. How's okay. that? All right, you come to Hamilton, right? Somewhere? Once in a while I do. You can call me. Sebastian will take your number, and I can give you a call. Just hang on the line. Okay. And I will call you after the show, probably tomorrow. Okay? Right. Yeah, this is my fault. I failed to mention that you have a store where you can do this type of business five days a week. It's located on Young Street in Richmond Hill. The address is 10,341 Young Street. So that's way up Young Street in Richmond Hill, just north of Major McKenzie. They have a store there, Toronto Gold and Silver. You'll find Paul Kenny's picture on the outside of it as, long, uh, as well as his son. But again, the address is 10341 Young Street in Richmond Hill. Uh, also, you can call the store during regular work week hours. The number is 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-GOLD. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Southworks Antiques, one of Canada's best antique malls, just got better by moving to a better location. Across the Grand River in Cambridge at 73 Water Street proudly stands the new Southworks Antiques. 25,000 square feet of antiques and nostalgia with an intriguing history for sale by over 100 vendors. Visit southworksantiques.com for directions. Then park free and check it out. It's a new beginning for a lot of old stuff at Southworks Antiques in Cambridge. Open every day of the year. Your collection of old coins is worth exactly what someone is willing to pay for it. The highest paid prices for old silver coins and gold jewelry are at Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins. So the only number you should have in your head is this one. 905-737-GOLD. Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins buys and sells. So what does a bar of bullion go for these days? Wrong question. What's it going for right now? For up-to-the-minute prices, call 905-737-GOLD. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes on Zuma Radio. Our phone lines are open. If you have a rare or interesting item or a collection you'd like to know more about, maybe it's real-time market value, well, you have access to a 
a specialist in all things stuff. His name is Paul Kenny. You know him from A&E's Northern Treasures and uh, Storage Wars Canada, as well as this show. He has found fame and fortune dealing in other people's stuff. Uh-oh. Hello? Yes. Ben? Okay. Um, our next caller is? Our next caller is Art. Art, what do you have? Hi, Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. I have a 1916 Simplex 35mm silent hand crank movie projector. Holy cow. A hand, yeah. crank, hand crank projector. Yeah. That's before sound. That's right. Okay. And so wait, wait, wait. I, I do happen to know something about these things. Is this a metal or wooden pedestal piece? This is metal on a a metal pedestal, cast iron pedestal. Hmm. Okay. I, Lots of money. Right around a grand at least. I mean, even as a decorative item. Probably more on that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying... Yeah. So, um, on the plate where it says it was patented, it was patented on July 11th, 1916. Okay. On this, just even the motor, I'd love to see this. It probably mainly is as, as a um, a prop now. I don't think anyone will be using it, but it just has such a good look. It's got that um, uh, people are collecting this just to put. I would put this probably even a couple of thousand dollars. Does it work? Mm-hmm. It works as well. And oh yes, I can crank it. Yes. Yeah. No. Okay. <sighs> You know something, you've got something, there won't be a lot of these around, even though those, this is like the Nickelodeon time. So there's got, not going to be a lot of these around. After it came in with talkies, a lot of the, um, the movie theaters would have just actually junked these. So you're very glad, you should be very happy to have gotten it. I'd actually have to check on this one during the week. Um, this is not something I could find out now, and it's not something you're going to probably find on eBay or, or anything like that. It'd be probably best, it'd be something that we'd use as a rental or be able to sell it. Um, you might get as much for renting this thing as for someone who needs it as a prop, eh? Right. So on, um, I'd have to, I'd love to see it. If you can send me off a picture and you say it's working, um, I might be able to find Now, are you looking to sell it or just get a price on it? Just get a price. Yeah, you're going to have to call me during the week. Call me at the store. I can do a bit of work because this um, is uh, some as I, I don't know everything, but I do know people who do know everything. And I'd have to uh, get a hold of some of those people during the week to find out about this, okay? Yeah, right. lots of people are going to want to crack at this projector for sure. Oh, yeah, 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 no. And I, okay. I'd hate to give you a price of 2000 if it's worth five. I don't want to give you bad information. This one here I need, uh, I'd have to do a little bit more work on. How's that? Okay, thank you very much, and I'll give you a shout during the week. Yeah, that's no, right. Actually, we're going to put you on hold right now. Our producer, Sebastian Hearn, will take your phone number so you guys can reconnect right after the show. That's probably the best way to go from here. Our next caller, by the way, is Brian. Brian is calling from Toronto. Hi, Brian. How are you doing? Not bad. What do you have? I have a Thomas Sawyer book by Mark Twain. First edition? Uh, be it, I don't see any first or second type thing, but be it uh, the preface uh, thing says it's Hartford 1876. Okay. Or date that I can see. Now, if it's a first edition, Mark Twain, he, you know, Mark Twain had to keep on writing just to pay his bills. Yeah. Uh, just, it's amazing. One of the best authors out of the uh, 20th century. Okay. On, um, if it's a first edition, I'd have to check on that. The place I'd go to is ABE Books. And I'd have to, because there's probably many different editions of Mark Twain's books on that time period because he was well published. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If it's a first edition, there'll be many people looking for it. Um, uh -huh. Number one, I'd have to find out, and what printing it was. Like I say, it might have been the 30,000th printing yeah, yeah. of it or something like that. Um, I'd have to do a little bit of work on that, but Mark Twain is very, very collectible. Even the second and third editions are still collectible, depending on who illustrated it. Even uh -huh. the books out that he came with, had a big resurgence in the 1950s with the yeah. Disney stuff in the, in the early 1960s. And people well, started, I, you know, I, Huckleberry I, I, Finn. I've been telling you guys, I've been finding this stuff in Value Village. Well, no. Hmm. Well, this yeah. is what... You know something? I'm going to say this goes back to where I try and tell people about um, they should be telling us 
they should be calling on me before they give it to the garbage man or Valley Village or something like that because the garbage man does not go around with a checkbook, okay? <laughs> and no, no, this is literal, but people say that they're throwing it out. I said, well, let me look at it first and give you a little bit of advice. And sometimes, yeah, because someone the other day, like I said, sold a $150,000 painting for $9,000. Well, $9,000 is a lot for if something's worth $20, but it's not a lot of money if it's worth $150,000. And like I talked about last week, I bought these comics at an auction, so the person thought putting it in an auction is the best place to do it. I bought them for $2,400. They're going to be worth $65,000. Okay, but so the person... Actually, if they if they'd come to me, I would have given them different advice. And yeah, even yeah. now, what auctioneer to put? There's no young sitting to put in an auction if there's no one at the auction to bid on it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I, I mean? Stamp go like that. Yeah. So of a TTC strike. Yeah. So you understand what I'm saying? I talk like the guy who sold that picture. You know the 450 million dollar uh, Da Vinci a couple of weeks ago. Well, uh-huh. that was originally sold at an auction for fifty nine dollars. That person. One of those auctioneers, one of those auctions is wrong. Someone should have used some, could have got some advice. Not often I get to make a $450 million mistake, but someone did. Okay, so that's why I want people who are out there, they have stuff in their basement. I call them the lottery tickets. They have to check them. But they're in their basement. They're from 1950s. They say, that old thing. And I say, yeah, that old thing's worth $2,700. It's a comic book. It's a record. It's a a piece of art. It's a piece of, it's it's a lamp. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And this is where, and you say, and, but people are bringing them over to Valley Village because, you know, they're, they're the, the person who they hired to downsize them with a smile said, here, we don't want that stuff anymore. Just send it off. I don't want to deal with it. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? E- even that yeah. scenario is so almost best case scenario. A lot of stuff that ends up at Valley Village might be somebody who passed away with no family, no yeah. will, that no too. nothing. And somebody, government worker or whoever, garbage guy comes in and goes, hey, send this to Valley Village. It's still usable. And, you know, no one's going through it necessarily. Or, or, or even a child who says, hey, I don't know what the heck to do with this stuff. I'm now overloaded. What have you? Let me get rid of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I tell people, and, and like I know how many other dealers. See, dealer, I'm a generalist, okay? I'm not one of these people who knows just the one little area of the market. I know my glass. I know my china. My, I know too much for a guy about jewelry and purses, I, I always say. But I know this stuff, okay, because I, I grew up with it in a family of antiquers all yeah. the way along. So I know the diff, the, all the different areas where some wow. of these people know one little area. And if it's not the area they know about... Everything else is garbage to them, you know, and they'll say, if you ask them about books, and they'll say, well, I don't know anything about books. Well, that you, that some books are worth a lot of money. Like you, oh, I'm, just, I'm just taking a chance because I see the dates, and I know all dates because, like I told you guys, I collect the stamps. Right. Stamps. Okay. Well, All right, well, we'll dig into it. Again, the store is located at 10,341 Young Street in Richmond Hill. That's 10,341 Young Street. Store's number is 905-737-GOLD. Thank you for your phone call. Our next caller is Beverly in Toronto. Beverly, how are you? Beverly. Hi. Hey. What I do you have, Beverly? <laughs> um, are you there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're here. Oh, okay. You're saying you're in Hamilton, not Toronto? Okay, we can all, we can adjust. I have um, some old coins. I have a lot, but I just picked out a few. Um, I have uh, American pennies. I have 1902, 1861. Indian heads. They got Indian heads on them? Yes. Okay, and they got Liberty Across the Band. Uh, Yes. 1862, some 1859 Flying Eagles are worth money. Some of the early ones, it all comes down to condition here, okay? With coins and, like, even with a lot of collectibles, um, people, the collectors always want the best. Now, some people can't afford the best and are still willing to buy what we call a very good coin, okay? VG, what I call very good, is actually at the bottom of the rung. And then you've got fine, and then you get very fine, then you get uncirculated, and it goes up exponentially. So if a coin is worth... $5 VG, it's worth $10 as fine, $20 as, uh, as almost, uh, very fine, then it might be worth $150 as mint. So it depends on the condition that you have them. That's why you have to bring them in. And we, t- we actually do grade them for you. Sometimes if you have a lot, it'll take more than an hour. But a lot of times we can give you an idea right away and say, this is worth taking a look at. Or in case of silver coins, these are only worth it as silver. 
And the reason the silver coins end up being in worse condition is because silver is a softer metal than copper, okay, and it wears. So this is why uh, there's a difference. But your silver coins are still worth money, okay? Now, if you've got the pennies, pennies, most of those ones, even though they're old, are only worth 3 4 or $5, depending unless you have a rare date or a rare mint mark. Okay, because in the United States, they made them in Philadelphia, they made them in San Francisco, and in Denver. And sometimes one mint would just have a holiday and not print, make very many of one certain coin, and that that coin, because it's rare, is worth more. Everything comes down to supply and demand with, with collecting, okay? And, but I want, while you've called, I just want to go up and say this because... On um, silver dollars, just give you, I know you mightn't have silver dollars, but I want people, I always say it every week, our buying price on silver dollars this week is $11 per dollar. If it's, but that's just, if it's a piece of, not very nice, just a, a you can hardly read the date, uh, it's in bad shape, the silver value on it is going to be worth at least that much money. And the reason I'm saying that, because there's these road shows that go around to hotels, and they'll offer you 5 and 6 and $7. Your coin no matter how bad it is, worth at least $11, okay? And I want to say that to people because I want them to know what the price of silver is. And we're paying $0.54 cents a gram on silver. And I know I've said this every week, but I'm, and I always hear horror stories about someone who's sold something. says, oh, they only paid me $5. I said, well, we would have paid you 11 And he said, well, the guy said this was the highest price in town. I said, well, that guy lied to you. You know, that's why I go and keep on saying, get your second opinion. Like on, on silver, on gold right now, we're paying, and people call us every day. You're free to call us and ask me what the up-to-date prices are. If you want to know how much 10 carat is, we will say it's eighteen ninety-five a gram today. If it's 14 carat, we'll tell you it's $26 a gram. And you're free to compare those prices anywhere. We'll let you. We, we're, we gladly, we, we are proud of our prices that we offer. If someone pays more, sell it to them. 95% of the time, we pay, the people come to us. If they hear our prices, they come to us. With your coins, though, you might be more numismatic. So you'll have to actually bring them in, and we'll have to look at them because of the condition. Okay? That is very, one I have that's very different. It's 1861. And all it says on the back is our army. It now, might be a token. unfortunately, someone mm. put a hole in it. But um, I, I wondered, what would that be from? It might Necklace. be a medal. I, I have to see it. you got to bring it in or okay. send me a picture. All I'm right. sorry here. This is uh, um, But it sounds like you've got stuff from a nice time period in collecting. Now, 1861 is before Canada was a country. So we had tokens back then, okay? Uh-huh. Like a day's pay to an army person. If you worked in the army in 1820s or 1830s, your pay for the day was a penny. One of those copper things you got in your hand, uh-huh. okay? That was your day's pay. So, but if you've got stuff from that time period, generally it's going to be collectible. You might, 90% of what you have in your collection might be nothing. You might have one coin that's worth $1,000. So we have so to see Beverly, it. thanks for your phone call. Uh, the store is located at 10,341 Young Street in Richmond Hill. That's 10,341 Young Street in Richmond Hill. The store's phone number is 905-737-GOLD. You're listening to Consignment Heroes live on Zoomer Radio. If you have a rare or interesting item or collection or just something you're curious about its price, we have an expert on uh, everything stuff. His name is Paul Kenny. He's in studio. Our phone number is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. Our next caller is Anne, and Anne has a bunch of money, apparently. Anne, how are you? Fine, thank you. Hello. It's a Hi. bright, sunny day today. Mm-hmm. I I was just wondering, I, I am curious to know, um, I was cleaning out a drawer uh, for the holidays, and I guess I got a Christmas present. Um, I discovered that I had uh, over, I guess, close to a thousand, a little over a thousand dollars in uh, $20 bills. Wow. And I think I've wow. forgotten about it. <laughs> and I just wondered, do they have, uh, these bills are the, uh, the bills, the old bills before the polymer? Mm. I was wondering if they had any value. Uh, they've got the queen on them? Yes. Well, I'm going to say at least a thousand. <laughs> and I want you to write down my address now in case you forget it. 
Okay. Sorry yeah. about that. I uh, write down my phone number and my address. Uh seven four nine oh five seven three seven four six five three because um in case you forget to come up to my store. On um if you've got a thousand dollars there, if it's the old if it's a nineteen fifty four queen on them, we have what is called the devil's face on them, and some of those bills can yeah. be worth a thousand dollars for a twenty dollar bill. Depending- yeah, what era are these bills, sorry? What? Really? Yeah. Now, it depends what era. It depends just on what era were your bills. What years do they say on them? Oh, dear. I'm trying to figure out where. Uh-oh. They're, they're, um, uh, they're all individually numbered, but they have the, um, I guess you would say it looks Chinese uh, symbol, a boat, or um, I don't know. How no, we just mean the year on the money. What, what's the actual year that it says? I, I'm trying to find out where. It's a yeah, it's it's very hard to find. It's like the smallest written thing on the entire bill. Yeah. yeah. No. Oh dear, I I really can't. It's I can't uh, see. There's a little tiny writing that I can't read, and I'm try- I'm sorry, I can't determine. It's okay. And let's put it this way: you've got at least a thousand dollars, okay, yes. and possibly more. Now, there's two things. Again, we go back to condition. If they've been sitting in, you got them right out of the bank, and you just put them into that drawer one day, they're going to be mint. There's going to be no creases, no folds, no anything in them. People are always, even bills from only 10 years ago, they'll have a slight premium if you haven't re- if they're in perfect shape, okay? Well, these are pretty perfect. They're, they're not creased. They're all 20s? Uh, yes. Are they sequential in the serial numbers? I was just about to ask that same question. A lot of people go crazy if you have like three in a row, all in sequence. Yeah. Mm. Now, I only checked a few of them, and they're different numbers, but I'd have to go through. I've broken them down into different uh, envelopes because I just um, I have about three different envelopes one for uh, an, an extra 500 that I have but I think what I saw so far I'd have to go through them all but they're all different numbered okay okay well don't forget about them again get someone to look at them <laughs> or at least exchange them for something interesting well what what um, wh- what do I do with them do I uh, come to your store or you can do that or send me up a picture if it depends how far away you are and um, I, I like to take a look, and I can tell you whether it's worth bringing them into your bank or coming to see me. I don't mind doing that. If you've got someone who can put it on their phone and just take a picture and send it off to uh, sales at torontogoldsilver.com, um, I can take a look at them. I'll say, here, this is worth the trip to uh, my store. And I don't mind doing that. Uh-huh. And you might have, if you have something really great, I'll tell you. If you have something to take to the bank, I'll say go to the bank, you know. I see. So there there could be a possibility of, of yes. one of them worth quite a bit of money. Yeah, like if you have a serial number, say like you have a serial number with all fours on it. Mm-hmm. I get I had one with uh, all fours. I got a $2 bill. I ended up getting $500 for it. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. People collect by serial numbers, and they collect, this is kind of getting too weird, they collect radars. If it goes 543 Four, five, you know, like a like a V in in, in the in the serial number. People collect different serial numbers. People oh, that's co- one I haven't heard of. I just I, yeah. I know the serial number collectors that like if it's issue number two zero five one two, if the next bill is a three and then the next bill is a four, yeah. they really like that. Just in sequence, the you know that's how they were produced in that order. Well, but I've never heard of that. That's insane. That's taking oh, it to a whole new level. Oh no, but I, hey, I'm glad these people are out there. Um, <laughs> no, but, and if a bill has an error, say a bill's got one of the colors is missing or the serial number is missing. We have a $5 bill in our case. It's worth around $2,000 because the magnetic stripe, so we know it's not that old, is in the wrong spot. Okay. Mm. All these bills. And this is why I should tell the people, the bills out there, and these are the older bills. When the serial number is there and it's got a little star, a little asterisk before it, that's called a replacement note. And they can be worth several, from five times the bill money to several thousand times the bill money. Because okay, so what, wait, say that again, because that's a good one that people can just keep in their back pocket. What was yeah. that one again? So if you're seeing a, an asterisk, a star beside the serial number, that means it was yeah. replaced. Yeah. That means the original bill with that number was taken out of circulation for whatever reason. So therefore, it's likely more valuable right away. Yes, they took it out and they replaced it, and there's a lot less of those around. There's some replacement notes that, even in bad shape, are worth five hundred dollars. Wow. So, okay, check yeah, your wallet. But some are only worth a couple. If they made a, a hundred thousand of them, they're only worth twenty dollars. But I'm just saying, the replacement notes are always worth more money when you see that little asterisk there. That's when we were keeping track of our money. Wow. Thank you. You're, 
You're listening to Consignment Heroes live on Zoomer Radio. Uh, for people like Anne, if you have the capability and you're interested, you can always take a photo of whatever you have and email it directly to Paul Kenny and his staff. So you take out your cell phone, you click a quick picture, and you send the email to sales at torontogoldsilver.com. That's sales at torontogoldsilver.com. That is the email address. Uh, if you have a question for him and you need him on the phone, you can call him 905-737-GOLD. That's 905 Gold works out to be 4653. So 905 737 4653. Or you can visit his store during regular work week hours at uh, 10,341 Young Street. 10,341 Young Street. That's in Richmond Hill, just north of Major McKenzie. If you have a call right or a question right now, you want to, to get Paul on the phone with you, you can give us a call here at the station. That number is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. If you're out of town, it's toll-free. You can call 1-866-740-4740. We'll be right back. Hi, Paul Kenny here, consignment hero. Boxes are truly amazing things. They come in all shapes and sizes, and they do a remarkable job of storing your stuff. And the folks at Mississauga Cartons know how important it is to find the right box. For over 35 years, they've provided thousands of satisfied customers with a wide range of packaging, boxes, and shipping materials. I use them, so should you. Mississauga Cartons. Check them out at mississaugacartons.com. And be a hero like me. Watching Sam at work, you're reminded of mom's home cooking. Make it from scratch, never from a box. Mom would always say that. Having cabinets built by new generation is a lot like that. Because when you love what you do as much as Sam does, and you're as good at it as Sam is, would you serve your family prefab? New generation kitchens and bathrooms of Guelph. Made with love from scratch. Call 519-836-8300 and meet Sam at his family-run factory. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes on Zuma Radio. Our phone lines are open. If you have a rare or interesting item you're curious about its value, you can give us a call right now, 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. In studio is Paul Kennedy. Paul Kenny, rather. You know him from Storage Wars Canada and Northern Treasures on AND. Our next caller is Donna. Donna's calling from Niagara Falls. How are you, Donna? Lovely day. Hey, now, Hi, Donna. Donna. Hi. Um, Hi. Hi, Paul. Uh, I talked to you before that I had a little bit of a a good thing in my basement, but they never took my name. You were going to come to Niagara Falls to visit me, but they never did take my name on the line. So I'm okay. still here. I just you don't need to be 95. so cryptic. What is it? What's the story? Tell it. Fill us in here. What are you talking about? Okay, I brought up 95 LPs. Okay. From the basement. Okay, now if you give it to Sebastian, he'll take your name right now, and I guarantee to call you because I'm going to be down, Bogart and I are going to be down in Niagara Falls several times in the upcoming month because mm-hmm. we're going to be in that poker tournament that's in uh, one of the casinos down there. In fact, I'm going, oh. might be going down there today, but I'm actually going down to play poker, and oh, I'm going to give a little bit of a... Pardon? I didn't know there was a poker tournament. I don't have much to do with the casinos, but... That's no, no. I don't either. I only play poker. I do not play any of the other rigged games. I yeah. only play poker, um, and we have fun with it. And Bogart cashed for like seventeen thousand, uh, I think, a year or two years ago in this tournament. So uh, wow. we're, we're going to be. Um, and I, we both play poker, but our this the um, the antiques are getting in the way of our our, our fun. Ah. So I'm going to. No, but we're going to be down there in the next... I'm going, Bogart and I will be down several times in the Niagara area. So if you stay on the line, give Sebastian your number. You see, my question is, I'm not sure I want to sell them. Well, that's worse. That's, <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, wait, I, haven't, I haven't seen them. It, like, I've been here 21 years. Yeah. I've always been in storage. Well, no. I've up north. This so is where... Now, okay. I, I just got a record player. Okay, so you're not a committed seller, are you? Yeah, so Donna, I don't know what you need them to look at the records for. What makes you think that they might have special value? I don't know. Some, someone keeps talking about LPs being valuable Okay, and Donna, what I want you to do is listen to the ones that you like, keep those. The ones you don't like, send, when, when Sebastian takes your name, just have the some of the records, and I'll give you a quick over. I can do more in 10 minutes, of you, or 5 minutes, you give me a list. 
and I can give you some advice. I do yeah, not mind you, doing that. You told me that the Days of Future Past wasn't worth anything. The what? The Days of Future Past by the Moody Blues, because it was so many were made. Well, some of them, it's worth $5. I mean, it's not worth oh. nothing, but they're not worth $400. Oh, not going to change your life. Yeah, not, don't go buy a, a Porsche. song. I heard about it on the radio. It's called The Wedding Song, There is Love by Paul Kuki. Yeah. Is, is that on a 45? Is that worth anything? No. What you got to do, make a complete list and give Sebastian, because there's a lot of customers, a lot of the clients and listening out right now won't have these at home. But I do buy the records. We This is more, you need more detailed information, which I don't mind giving you. All right. She's we'll only got 12. We already yeah. did like 10% of them. Okay. So probably not, uh, you know, a treasure trove. No. But uh, you can probably Google these things, or or Norm can, or uh, rather Paul can tell you pretty quickly what they're worth. Yeah. Our next yeah, caller I'm... is Norm. Sorry, yeah, sorry, sorry, Donna. So we'll get in touch with you. Leave your number with Sebastian Hearn. He's the show producer. But it, if there's nothing that grabs you as something special, like there's not, you know, it's a, not a one-off print and it's uh, uh, from the early 60s. McCartney's solo album where he did uh, an acapella only song or something like that. There's nothing that really no. indicates that it might be a jackpot there. Our next caller is Norm from Toronto. Norm, how are you? Hi, Paul. How you doing? Yeah. Okay, what I have in front of me here is a terracotta centurion teapot and saucer. Both terracottas. Okay. Now, the, the background to the story was uh, the lady's great-grandfather worked for Wedgwood. Yep. And, they, uh, and before they, they put these pots, out, pots and saucers out on the market, they gave the employees a replica of, of them. Oh, so like a salesman sample. I don't know if it's a salesman sample, uh, but... I was at the museum and I saw the pot behind one inch glass, and this was uh, quite a, a kind of set me back at my feet seeing, hey, I've got this at home too. Okay. Now, it could be just one they're having in the museum, but if it's, a, if it's an early sample or wasn't mass produced and people collect Wedgwood, uh, like there, people collect Wedgwood jewelry, Wedgwood teaware. Uh, but if you've got something that was either a salesman sample, a prototype that wasn't made in that same size, or a something that was smuggled out of the factory, uh-huh. uh, those things do go for money, but it's a one-of situation. And we don't know, and the price will, because if it's a one-of, we don't know what the price is going to be. But they can be several hundreds of dollars, up to thousands of dollars with uh, the Wedgwood stuff. Yeah. If it's... Um, but if there's, if yeah, they that's made a the run. upshot. Yeah, that's the upshot. The downside is it could be a replica, which is worth pennies on the dollar less. Yeah, and they could have given one to every employee at Wedgwood, and back then they might yeah. have had twenty five thousand employees. Today they got none, but back then they would have had twenty five thousand employees, and everyone would have taken one home. Okay. Yeah. So then, once you have twenty five thousand of something, and you only have twenty three thousand collectors. That's when you have a problem. When you have 25,000, you have a couple million people who want it, that's when we have a good shot at it. Right, okay? Yeah. It all comes down, I say it all comes down to condition and the numbers. The mathematics of collecting, as I call it, and I try and impress that upon people, and people say that old thing, but yeah, you have got one of the only, one of the only, those old things around, and there's 10 people who want it, so you're going to get good money for that one old thing. Okay? Right. Well, a saucer is really, uh, it's a beautiful thing. There's, there's cherubs on the outside. Yeah, yeah, I know, the, I know the pattern. You've got to bring it in. I'll take a look. We can put it online for you. But what's selling in cups and saucers right now is not that. They want the Paragon and the Ainsley that's got lots of flowers and lots of gold and no white on it. Okay? Hmm. That's what's selling. That's what the Chinese are buying, and they're, they're the ones buying, creating this whole market, okay? They're buying it with lots of flowers. They just want it. Had the, the cup's got to open out to it. I have many clients who come into our place. They'll give me, they bring in 20 cups and sausage. I say three of these are good. They're $100 worth good, each one. The other ones are $5 cup and sausage. I don't want them to feel bad. I'm not in my place to make people feel bad, but I want to tell them the truth. And I, if you check online, if you see these paragons, they, and a lot of people have these in their closet, in their 
in there. Um, I was just about to ask. So you say Paragon and Ainsley. Well, if you just turn the plate or saucer over, will it just plain as day yeah. say Paragon or Ainsley? Yeah, if it says something else, it's not that. It says Paragon. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay sorry about that. No, Fair enough. <laughs> no, I just didn't know if it's a symbol. You know, it's a triangle with a P inside. I have no, no idea. No, I know it, you're says, the it says Ainsley. Sort of yeah, they're, they, the English are very good at spelling Ainsley. And Paragon, they have two different marks. They have a Paragon mark. And then they got two paragon marks side by side. The double paragon mark is generally the better quality. And we mm. talk about the cups and sauces. And I'm only saying this because some people have a, a set of dishes and it's setting for 12 and I tell them it's worth $150. And over in the, closet, over in the curio cabinet, there'd be one cup and saucer worth $300, worth more than their whole set of dishes. Mm. And this is what's happening, okay? And I, I try and say that, and that's I say, Send me the picture. Tell me what it is. We tell you what it's going for. And people are collecting cups and saucers. And two years from now, they mightn't be. And then you'll have your $1,000 cup and saucer collection will go down to $50. Sometimes you That's want a good way to look at it, too. It's worth uh, – some things are worth a high amount of money, but not forever because there's yeah. only so many people that are hot about it. And once they get satisfied, the market might crash. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you touched on something earlier in the show. You were talking about how you ended up with two tons of silver plate. So that could be, uh, you know, like a silver tea set, a collection. But there is a distinction between sterling silver and silver plate. Yeah. You're like the only guy, certainly in the city, maybe in the country, that you can still bring silver plated stuff to and you can give them cash for it. Explain this a little bit for our listeners. In 1960, when you got married, you got silver plate and they monogrammed it to Joey and, and, and Marge's... Uh, um, wedding, and then once it's monogrammed, unless you get another Joey and Marge, nobody wants that tray anymore. So it ends up, it was very popular, but no one wants to clean it anymore. So we're getting the silver plate. We're one of the only people in the entire country buying silver plate. There might be someone else out there. I don't know, but we buy it by the pound. And we will buy it I do not care how much you have of it. We will continue to buy it right now. Yeah, and for those to understand that when he's talking about silver plate, that's that's something that could be made of steel and then dipped in silver to give yeah. it a good look. If you had a sterling silver tea set, it would be 92.5% silver. Mm. Much, 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 much more valuable. But yeah. things that were dipped in silver, you guys can still de deal with this. Where you ship it off to somewhere in the States, they smelt yeah. it down for the actual silver content out of it. Pretty good yeah. deal. It's got one and a half percent, but the silver. Like, give me a difference. The difference is three. If it's on copper, we pay three dollars a pound. If it's sterling silver, we're paying fifty-four cents per gram. Wow. Okay, much so it's a it's five. It's about five hundred and forty dollars a kilogram. That's about two hundred and seventy dollars a pound instead of three dollars a pound. Okay, but we people should come into our store where we we buy it. And I don't care how much. And again, we're running out of uh, show before we're running out of stuff to say again today, Ben. I want to just thank get this out quickly. You can visit Paul Kenny at his store at 10,341 Young Street. That's uh, 10,341 Young Street in Richmond Hill. Final thoughts, Paul Kenny, and a special thanks to Sebastian Hearn, the show's producer. Paul, the floor is yours. I want to thank all the listeners, and I hope some of them come in and see me. And I'm not as fast. I'm going to get to the people who called in this week. And I'm going to get to the people who called in to the show, into my store. Please feel free to keep on calling. Thank you. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.